At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSIN studios here at the Circus Resort and Casino. It is Odds On. It is Amal Shah over there in his usual seat. Femi Abebefe filling in for Mike Palm. Amal's pouring over some of the stats of things we're about to talk about here in just a bit. we got a big show coming up here over the next 60 minutes. We want to make sure that you guys weigh in. Tweet at us at Live at Femi Abebefe, at Amal Shah 1. we got a guest on the show here, Amal, on this Thursday. Kyle Turley, former NFL offensive tackle, played nearly a decade in the league. He joins us at 1130 talking all things Super Bowl 56. And then with Super Bowl 56 just three days away, Amal, we have a prop draft and we're going to get to that in just a bit here each of us picking seven props in the big game you won't want to miss that coming up in a matter of moments i'm all in femi's fire at 11:45. full breakdown of the college hoops card in 15 minutes but first of all you're punching away looking at trade value how you doing here on this thursday i'm doing well thanks i uh, can't wait to see uh what uh, picks you've got in this uh mock uh prop draft we're oh, gonna have yeah. you kind of taking a look at some of them so it should be a lot of fun also, big news out of the NBA. James yeah. Harden has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Brooklyn Nets acquiring Ben Simmons in that deal. Also got Seth Curry in that deal as well. So a big shakeup in the Eastern Conference and the NBA titles perspective. We will discuss that throughout this show. The odds are moving in the futures market. Interesting stuff. Where could there be value? We will find out. But first, Amal. Let's get into this prop draft here. Because, I mean, we're going to get to college hoops in 15 minutes. we got a lot to say on that after last night's shakedown. But let's get into the prop draft. So I will be going first here in this draft, and we'll alternate each selection here. I'm not the one that made the order, so you can't get mad at me here. Uh, But you you look like you prefer to go second. No, yeah, I absolutely (laughs) do. I'm actually hoping you run out of time by the time we get to the end of the segment. So... (laughs) I don't have to make any picks, but please go ahead. All right. Well, without further ado, we get underway. The odds on Super Bowl 56 prop draft. And with the first selection, I will be taking Cam Akers anytime touchdown plus 115 as the first overall pick. Cam Akers running back out of Florida State them all. Well, you know, let's stay on that Cam Akers theme. I actually took Cam Akers under 63 and a half yards here. Hey, now. Okay. Yeah. Under 63 and a half yards. So that's your first pick? Yeah. So Amal's on Cam Akers under 63 and a half yards. I am on Akers plus 115. My second pick, Amal, here also plus 115 juice, is Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow. No interceptions in Super Bowl 56. I don't think Burrow's going to throw a pick here. I think the ball comes out pretty hot. 
I like that one. And you know what? I'm going to stay on this theme because, to your point, I think both of these quarterbacks are far more accurate than they get credit for. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford at times, I know he's had a lot of turnovers this year, but some of them have been fumble-related. And remember, this is strictly interceptions, so something to keep in mind. Burrow, to me, is incredibly accurate. You know, if you look at a couple of the picks he had this year, they were actually the receiver's fault. Might have tipped the ball, might have made a play, or kind of misplay on the football. So that was an impact in terms of how it played out in the possession. So I like your play on Joe Burrow, no interception. So just so far, we've got, you've got Cam Akers to score a touchdown. I've got Cam Akers under 63 and a half yards, minus 125. I'm going to stay on this theme here, Femi, and I'm going to go with under two and a half touchdowns, minus one, excuse me, one and a half interceptions, minus 115 combined by both quarterbacks. I think the one concern I have in this game, and it generally doesn't come into uh, play that much, but is a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Yeah. Sometimes you can get beat on something like that. But if that doesn't materialize, I feel pretty good about the likelihood of both of these guys combining to throw two interceptions not coming to fruition. I think both these guys are really good. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good look there. I was looking at that one as well. Didn't quite make my draft board just because I was looking at the plus money on the burrow to no interception. Stafford was enticing, but I just can't trust Matthew Stafford to not throw an interception in this game. If there's going to be a pick, it's likely coming from the QB1 of the LA Rams. So that's uh, you're on the board with no under under one and a half interceptions in the game. You also have Akers under 64 and a half rushing yards. And I'm on the board with Cam Akers anytime TD score plus 115. Joe Burrow, no interception, plus 115. We begin the third round here in the odds on Super Bowl 56 prop draft here. And my third selection on my draft board here is one Odell Beckham Jr., the wide receiver for the L.A. Rams, over 63 and a half receiving yards. That is at minus 110. And I just love Odell. This is an inflated number a little bit based on what he's been over the course of the second half of the season. But I just don't think the market can catch up to how integral he is to that Rams offense and to that passing game. Cooper Cup gets all the attention, still produces, mind you, but gets all the attention from the defensive coordinators, from the secondaries. That's allowed Odell Beckham Jr., who is talented during the discussion of when he was leaving Cleveland, all that stuff, and how that kind of fizzled out. The thing that I think I was lost from a lot of people was that Odell Beckham Jr. is still a good player. And I think that Stafford has grown more comfortable with him as they've gone and played more and more games here. Now that we've reached the Super Bowl, Odell Beckham Jr. has gone over his receiving yards prop. And I think the last seven games, I think he does it again here in Super Bowl 56, over 63 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I think it's a very strong possibility. I'm going to give you the uh, Cooper Cup because I took this one over 102 and a half. Now it's at 106 and a half. So we'll use the 106 and a half for our purposes because that's what the current number sits at. And I think he's going to get there. He's averaged 128 yards in the playoffs. Femi, when you look at him and what Matthew Stafford's comfort level is with him, it's a different dynamic in terms of the quarterback-receiver relationship. It reminds me a little bit of Breeze and Michael Thomas that year when Michael Thomas had 149 catches during the regular season. These two just work in conjunction so well together. And I think Cooper Cup is going to be really difficult for this Bengals team to slow down. They're going to need Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson to get a lot of pressure on Stafford because I think when you look at the back seven of Cincinnati, there's some areas that you you think there's some weaknesses, and I think the secondary is one area they could expose them. So your third pick, Cooper Cup, over 106.5 receiving yards. That's at minus 110. So just to refresh and reset 
things here with this odds on Super Bowl prop draft here. The rules are these are all $100 bets. So $100 to win uh, plus what plus one fifteen hundred dollars win one hundred fifteen dollars etc. You can do the math there while the minus money and all that stuff there ninety dollars for minus one ten bets uh, ninety and change is you the didn't actual want to give math the minus one fifteen is eighty six eighty six and change and all that stuff yeah well, I figured the Indian guy was here for the math. <laughs> You said it. I don't. I didn't schedule. I didn't book us. I, as both I, listen, I'm not part of that cancel culture. I'm not afraid of saying things, obviously. But don't but, worry. Let's go ahead. Total the line some more. Give me your pick. You get it. That's we're also making seven picks, just like the NFL draft, seven rounds in the draft. So we are making our seven favorite prop picks based on this draft. And the winner who has the biggest bankroll at the end of it will be able to gloat come Tuesday after the Super Bowl when I fill in once again for Mike Palm here on odds on. So those are the rules, just in case if you did miss them at the top. Actually, you didn't miss them. I didn't even give them out. I was that excited to get the draft underway. So here with my fourth selection, we, we don't have that many juicy props on the board here, Amal, and here's our first one. My fourth selection in this Super Bowl 56 prop draft is first scoring play for the Rams to be a field goal. Rather, first scoring play in the game. So first scoring play in the game will be a Rams field goal at plus 410. This Rams team tends to start out pretty well. McVay always has a really good script in the first quarter, but I don't think we'll see red zone efficiency in this game. So I think Matt Gay will get on the board first with a successful field goal as the first scoring play plus 410 are the odds over at DraftKings. So that's an interesting kind of a juicy play that I wanted to get on the board in case some of these conventional ones don't work out here. So plus 410 first scoring play a Rams field goal for me with my fourth selection. So I'm going to tell you right now, since we're doing this to win, yep. my next four plays are the exact same. It's going to be the Rams margin of one to three at plus 625, four to seven at plus 525, eight to 13 at plus four, 750, Look at you. and 14, 20 to six to one. No, I'm about winning. There's a flaw in the system, so I'm going to take advantage of it. It's all about <laughs> okay. W's with me. I don't care. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's about the scoreboard. He found the inefficiency. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So, Britton, go ahead and mark down margin odds here. One to three on the Rams plus 620. It doesn't matter if my other three are wrong and you get all yours right. As long as I get one of these, as Rams, as long as the Rams don't win by 21, I'm, I'm going to create a profit. Well, hopefully the Rams win by 21 points. Or the points. Bengals win. <laughs> yeah, or the Bengals win the game. Yeah, exactly. And then you're absolutely you're wiped out. Job. Exactly. <laughs> so Amal has pushed all his chips into the center with the L.A. Rams. Well, that, you know, just kind of quick sidebar. When people do the Survivor Contest, right, they mm -hmm. do multiple entries. I never understood why they take five different teams. Because you yeah. actually got to hope the other four are losing along the way for you to be able to progress. I'm a guy that's like, take the same entries for 10 weeks and have the guts to put it all in on one play. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I, I want to play pocket aces one time. I don't want to play three times. Yeah. The, no. That's just the way the odds are for me. So I'm going to go with margin of victory on the Rams, one to three at plus 625. So that is Amal's fourth pick here. Here's my fifth pick. I like the total TDs in the game under five and a half at minus 115. I've been saying it since the game was set. That I think this is going to be a lower scoring kind of game. 24, 20, 26, 20 is kind of the score that I think here. I think the under is a good look at 48 and a half, but under five and a half touchdowns, red zone efficiency. That's going to be the key. I think we're going to see both teams move at 20 to 20, but once they get inside the red zone, I think that's when the defenses will bow their necks and cause some field goals in this game. So under five and a half touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I like that one. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I think this is a Bengals team has struggled a little bit in the red zone. Um, I know Britton's going to get mad at me if I go with the Rams margin four to seven at plus five twenty-five. So I'm going to give you a play that I do like on a plus one. This is a bit of a longer shot. I'm going to take Sam Hubbard to record a sack at plus one seventy-five. 
Uh, I think he's got an opportunity to do so. Tremendous speed off the edge there. We know how good Trey Hendrickson is, but Hendrickson's in a minus 140. I think Hubbard at plus 175 gets home. Stafford doesn't have the same mobility that Joe Burrow has, and I think that'll be a little bit of a difference. The one concern I have is that if I expect the Bengals to be trailing in this game, the number of opportunities to rush the quarterback will be fewer. Yeah. Uh, T. Higgins is my sixth pick. T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. That's plus 110. Chase is going to see a lot of attention from Jalen Ramsey. From the, It's not going to be just all Jalen Ramsey, but they'll move him around and see what they can do there. But I think T. Higgins has had a heck of a playoff run here. Uh, there's nobody on the Rams outside of Jalen Ramsey who can cover him. So if you don't see him getting matched up on him, I think there's a big mismatch for T. Higgins going up against Darius Williams. So I like over five and a half receptions for T. Higgins. If you're going to give it to me plus money, I'm going to love it every time. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good play there in terms of that one coming to fruition. And I'm going to go with uh, Sony Michelle under 19 and a half rush yards here. Uh, I, I just don't think he's going to get enough touches in this game. I like him under 19 and a half. So we have, I believe, one final round yep. left to go here, and we will wrap that up on the other side. We want to give it the, the final picks here. Let the let the two you know general managers catch their breath. You usually get these NFL drafts over the course of three days. We're doing it in one day here. So there's no, not been a lot of move to, to maneuver, but we will discuss the seventh round on the other side. It's odds on. We're just getting warmed up here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Welcome back to Odds On, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Bebefe alongside Amal Shaw. And if you're just joining us now, we are going through our Super Bowl 56 draft of the props in this game here. We've already picked six, each of us. We have the graphic ready to rock to get you guys up to speed. Now we finally have our seventh picks. And Amal, we are going head-to-head in this round here because with my seventh pick, I like Cam Akers over. 63 and a half rushing yards. That's plus 105. And the reason why I like this pick is that I think the Rams are going to run the ball frequently and they're going to do what the Kansas City Chiefs did not do. And that's stick to the run. Sean McVay does a good job of sticking to the run. I thought the Chiefs, had they stuck to the run, they probably would have won the AFC championship. The Bengals run defense. They're not really concerned with shutting that down. And I think that the Rams will be leading in the fourth quarter. So then I can get some bonus yardage there with the Rams trying to run the clock out. So give me Akers over 63 and a half rushing yards with my final pick of the Super Bowl 56 prop draft. Several things I need to address before we move forward. First of all, if Kansas City threw the ball more than one yard forward, they probably would have won the game because they could have kicked a field goal, but that's another story. The other thing is for full disclosure on this one, I will officially claim victory because like I said, I could have manipulated the thing and put in scoring margin. So the results, unless you go 7-0, and it's not going to really matter because I would have just taken Rams margin of victory of 1 through 20 and I don't think they're going to win this game by 21, and I don't believe the Bengals are going to win the game. So I'm officially already anointing myself okay, a we'll champ see, on this one. We'll see Tuesday. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go with uh, Matthew Stafford to not throw an interception uh, in this game. I think Stafford, even though he's had his ups and downs, the problem has really been holding on to the ball from a fumble standpoint. That's the one concern I have. I'm going to take Stafford at plus 110 here in this one. I like Matt Stafford to not have an INT. So those are our official picks for the Super Bowl 56 prop draft. Amal is on acres under rush yards. Total INTs in the game under one and a half. Cooper Cup over 106 and a half receiving yards. Rams margin of victory one through three at plus 625. I really but, wouldn't have taken that if I was going to use the other four. I was actually going to do that. That was yes. We'll just go with that. So we'll see if the Rams thread the needle for Amal there. Well, no, I, I, used to, I, I had to give you one because I already know I'm going to dominate you. But Okay, the, famous the, last words. Uh, Sam Hubbard to record a sack plus 175. Sony Michelle under 19 and a half rushing yards. And Matt Stafford, no INT. And I like Akers to score a touchdown. Burrow, no INT. OBJ over 63 and a half. First scoring play to be the Rams field goal at plus 410. Total TDs in the Super Bowl under five and a half. T Higgins over five and a half receptions. And Cam Akers over 63 and a half rushing yards. And Mr. Famous Last Words, I saw the Hilltop game last night up at Moody Coliseum between Houston and SMU. I was waiting for one of these guys to play defense, but then I realized the game was already over by the time I got a chance to see them play defense. They blew the final whistle. Amal, I I swear to you, I probably turned the game off within two minutes. I was like, I lost. (laughs) I lost. For those who didn't know, I was on the under in that game, and Houston was up 11-0, I think 90 seconds into the game. Yeah, but it's better than having UMass, who's down by two the entire game and can never actually take the lead. It was Unbelievable that's, that's against triggering. George Washington. It was every time they'd be down five, hit a three, cut it to two, cut it, cut it to two, they have a possession, can't score to take a lead. It's really unbelievable. How about the brick I threw up in uh, Florida State and uh, whoever the hell they were playing last Pittsburgh. night? That over Pittsburgh. I actually, you know what's Holy funny? I saw the uh, Florida State game the other day and they were without a couple of key guys, including Polite. I said, mm-hmm. FSU might struggle here to score the basketball. And they did a home loss to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wow, that that is horrendous. And I know we'll get into the college yep. hoops here in a minute, but just want to get back to the props here real quick for mm-hmm. a second. How do you see this game playing out? I know we've talked about the props. Who do you see winning this game? 
Uh, I like the Rams to win the game by how much. That's what I'm kind of struggling with at this moment right now. You know, I've seen Caesars actually did a kind of a one day special or whatever down to Rams minus three and a half, trying to invite some of the LA money. I believe money lines minus 175. I'm a little interested in that money line price of minus 175. But like I've been saying all week, I like 24, 20, 26, 20 in favor of the Rams. I just think this is going to be a defensive sort of game. Both of these coaches aren't the most aggressive in terms of going for it on fourth downs, like fourth and three from the 35 yard line. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to go for it? No, they're probably going to kick a field goal. So I I think this is going to be kind of a closely contested game. Starts out a little sluggish with some red zone inefficiency, but I like the Rams to win. Well, first first of all, you're fortunate we're not in court because they would throw you out in contempt here trying to suggest that Zach Taylor is not aggressive. This is the same guy that didn't kick a field goal against Kansas City, went for it on fourth down, could have theoretically put the game in overtime. I wouldn't say he's a – I don't think he's aggressive. I just think he's random. I think that's kind of the difference there because I don't think there's any logic behind what he does in terms of the fourth down decisions. Like you mentioned that, like, I mean, like, I don't know what that actually – I would use the word reckless. Yeah. Remember they went for it on fourth down and one at their own 29-yard line against the Minnesota Vikings yeah, week in week one. number one with a 21-7 lead. You punt the ball away. There's no overtime. The Bengals win that football game. Or, excuse me, they, did they win the game They, they won the game in overtime. overtime. The, the game Dalton doesn't go to overtime. Over. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just I feel like some of the decision-making, it's analytics-based, but at times it seems to be reckless. Yeah. Remember Dr. Tom Osborne was an analytics guy. Uh, well before his time. So I think it's a situation which he kind of has carried on. But I think they got to be a little bit more consistent in terms of how they do that. I think in this game, if you're Cincinnati, you can only be minus one in the turnover margin, whether it's via pick or fumble. Um, you've got to be able to force some fumbles against this Rams team. We've seen them turn the ball over. I, give the Rams a ton of credit, right? They fumbled the ball four times against the Buccaneers and yeah. still walk out of Raymond James with a victory. That is incredibly impressive. I mean, if you look at historically what your chances of winning a football game when you have that many turnovers are, it's very, very, very unlikely. Yeah, and there were goofy turnovers, too. The yeah. Akers fumble at the goal line, the snap behind Stafford that uh, gave the ball right back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after Brady had fumbled the yeah. football. Uh, so the Rams, not the cleanest, but we'll see if they can put together a good performance this Sunday, three days away, Amal. It's crazy that we've been talking about this game, it feels like, for a year, but now we're finally approaching this game coming off kickoff over at SoFi Stadium, 3.30 Sunday afternoon. Let's transition, though, to college basketball here, Amal. We got another good slate. I mean, college hoops is really, if you haven't been paying attention, folks, it is really cranking up here as we are in the thick of conference play. And look no further than the Big Ten. Michigan Wolverines at home hosting the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue was flexing its muscles two nights ago as they defeated Illinois, really blew them out in the second half of that game. But now they go on the road to Michigan where they are three and a half point favorites in this game. The total at last check 145. What stands out to you between the Boilermakers and the Wolverines? Yeah, Boiler up in this game. This Michigan team uh, really struggles. You know, if Hunter Dickinson is not playing particularly well, it makes it more difficult for the guys on the perimeter. Eli Brooks has got to play extremely well. Terrific free throw shooter, Mm -hmm. but inconsistent from beyond the arc. And I think that's the biggest difference between last year and this year is the inability to shoot the three-point shot. I know uh, Juwan Howard was too busy celebrating that once-a-decade victory over Ohio State in football, helping his buddy Jim Harbaugh. Might want to concentrate on the hardwood, buddy. I don't think you're going to be making the NCAA tournament. But I that hear was a the, good image, though. I, I, hear, image. I hear the NIT is a lot of fun. A lot of teams use that to propel them to a, a number eight seed in the next NCAA tournament in 22-23 season. So I, I just think Purdue right now, when you look at the talent and the size with uh, Williams and with the uh, big guy, Edie, uh, Edie thank you. Um, and then, of course, Jaden Ivey on the perimeter. I think uh, Purdue's a little bit too talented, a little too deep for this team. I think they get the road win. I didn't lay the three and a half here. Mm-hmm. Not my kind of play to lay on the road. 
but I think Purdue does win this basketball game. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic basketball game. Almost kind of like a last hurrah for this Michigan team. If it's like, if you got anything in you, now is the time to really show us at a good spot at home against a team that they played rather tough just five days ago, I believe it was, last Sunday uh, over there in West Lafayette. In the Pac-12, Amal here, I know you love and speak highly of this conference. Arizona Wildcats land seven against Washington State going to the Beasley Coliseum out there on the Palouse in Pullman there. What do you think about this matchup? Kyle Smith's team have been frisky in the Pac-12 as of late. Very good defensive team. I think this is a team that's vastly underrated from a defensive standpoint. Uh, you look at DJ Rodman, he's terrific, a guy that goes under the radar. Uh, they've got some good players on this team. The one problem that I see with Washington State consistently is Noah Williams turns the ball over too much. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that he's got to be better in terms of protecting the basketball. They've got some guys that can knock down shots on the perimeter, but the one problem is in this game, and I, I, I just don't like either side, is you cannot go stagnant against Arizona, and then you also can't have live ball turnovers yeah. because Arizona will get out and run when the opportunity presents itself. If you're Washington State, this game's got to be played close, tight, lower scoring. If Arizona gets a margin of, say, 10, 12 or more, it's going to be a situation where I think it turns into open gym. So it's really going to be about who can dictate tempo. Now, it's easier to slow a team down than to speed them up. But can you keep Arizona off the offensive glass? And then can you knock down shots when you have the opportunity? That's the million-dollar question when you play Arizona. Can you keep them off of the offensive glass there? Because they are so talented and so big. Real quick here, Mall, in about 40 seconds. Can the Dukies bounce back? They're laying six and a half at Clemson, total 142. Yeah, the great chance. But remember, Clemson coming off a tough home loss against North Carolina game. They got a good look at the end of that game. Probably should have or maybe could have won that basketball game. Duke giving up that uh, three-point shot against UVA at the end. Uh, big number here, though, I think, for Duke to lay on the road. Possibility of them covering, but I still think this Clemson team at home, Brunel's team, is better than they get credit for at Little John. Yeah, it's, Clemson poured so much into that Carolina game. It felt like they could have won it, ended up losing to the Tar Heels. So I'm fascinated to see how Duke responds after just laying up a clunker at home against Virginia. We'll see Paulo Bencaro and the Blue Devils can bounce things back here for Duke. On the other side, Kyle Turley, former NFL offensive tackle, played nearly a decade in the league. He's going to join us. Odds on. Here's rolling along at the halfway point on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl, wondering about how to hedge, or maybe you were looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? Well, the VEASAN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl, and it could be answered by our experts on air or on VEASAN.com. Welcome back. It is Odds On coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shaw. And Amal, we've been talking a lot about Super Bowl 56, but we wanted to bring in an expert to help us get ready for the game. So joining us now here on the phone, he is Kyle Turley, former NFL offensive tackle, played nearly a decade in the league, joining us on behalf of Revenant MJ. Kyle, we appreciate you joining us here on Odds On. Before we get into the Super Bowl, you've been a big cannabis advocate here with your work with Revenant MJ. Can you let the folks know what you guys are all about and how they can uh, get involved with the product? 
Sure. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, myself, Jim McMahon, Evan Britton, we came together on this project to uh, produce a, a line of cannabis products in the THC, uh, you know, realm, if you will, uh, marijuana, uh, you know, as everybody wants to call it or whatever it is to everybody. And we're across the state of California right now, licensing in all these states across the country. We're going to be in Nevada here soon. Uh, we've got great partners that uh, just established there that we're going to work with. And uh, we're just trying to give back this experience that we've had where cannabis has truly saved our lives, got us off all these opiates, and uh, we're uh, experiencing a, a post-football life that uh, uh, these statistics uh, don't speak to out here. Kyle, looking at this Super Bowl matchup, you've got two teams that have really done a great job offensively, but the one team, the Cincinnati Bengals, the offensive line play at times leaves a little bit to be desired. When you look at it as a tremendous former NFL player on the offensive line position, what do you see from them as being maybe some areas of deficiency or that can get exposed by this elite-level defensive line for the Rams? Yeah, you know, both sides have got great defenses. Uh, you know, it's going to come down to these quarterbacks. How are they going to handle that pressure? Uh, these these uh, first and second read receivers are going to have a long day. <laughs> you know, those balls are going to go to them. I don't anticipate, uh, you know, them sitting in the pocket very long on either side of this football in this game. One guy's got to win it. Otherwise, the investment, uh, you know, isn't achieved. Uh, the other guy is back uh, in a corner uh, with nothing to lose and uh, nothing but greatness to gain. Uh, you know, he's already going to turn that entire city around back in Cincinnati. Uh, I, I witnessed how that works in New Orleans uh, being a part of the first playoff victory, you know, once you, and these guys have a chance to win a Super Bowl. So that's going to be a phenomenal game. It's definitely going to be one in the trenches. We're speaking with Kyle Turley, former NFL offensive tackle, played nearly a decade in the league, joining us here on behalf of Revenant MJ. Kyle, you mentioned right there the battle in the trenches, and that seems to be taking up a lot of the discussion and discourse when we talk about this game between the Rams and the Bengals. But as an offensive lineman, what is a game plan like, or what is the week like when you have a guy like an Aaron Donald under on the other side here? Is it possible to take somebody like him away and just be able to shut him out of getting any pressure on a quarterback? Oh yeah, I mean any one of those guys on the offensive line is capable of doing that if they have a good, you know, if they have a good game. If they're on their game and they're, uh, you know, prepared for this moment, they're going to use their hands, you know, properly. They should win it. You know, the the uh, uh, the length of their arms is longer than his, and uh, these guys are all bigger than him. He's just a relentless character out there on that football field, just causing and wreaking havoc. I uh, experienced it against guys like John Randall. Uh, you know that, uh, that you just you got to. Uh, everybody knows who he is. Those those guys will be prepared, I think, and uh, hopefully you'll see something different out of that Bengals offensive line, but uh, for Joe Burrow's sake, but I'm hoping that they don't, I'm hoping that they stay consistent and Aaron Donald has a stellar day, uh, ends up with five or six sacks and uh, is the reason why uh, football, you know, wins championships once again. I want to go a little bit away from the Super Bowl in terms of the value of offensive linemen. When you got drafted in 1998, it was, you, you went number seven overall out of San Diego state. You had an elite career for the Aztecs. But when you look at some of the guys around you, Walter Jones, Orlando Pace, Tony Baselli, all these guys, great linemen like yourself, it seems like the the higher-level linemen are not getting drafted as highly. Is there a downgrade in valuing how much that great left tackle means? Because I would say Sean Alexander's success was directly tied to what Walter Jones and Steve Hutchinson could do. I would say a lot of the success that a lot of guys you played with was because of your ability to block the blind side for them, not taking anything away from these players but I think the offensive lineman is so crucial to the success of a football team. 
Yeah, it truly is. I mean, the answer to the question from my mindset and my experience and what I still pay attention to, because I am a, a fan first, uh, like you guys, uh, that's why I'm on this this phone with you. I, I'm, I'm, I want this game to be better. And unfortunately, the offensive line positions get a lot of bad coaching out there. And a lot of these guys are being told not to run at the at the combine. They're they're told not to run at their their pro days at their their schools. You know uh, that that this forty yard dash thing doesn't matter unless you can break five. Uh, it all matters. And uh, you know, going to a combine and and not performing, uh, you know, everything that they ask you to do is uh, the only thing that I've heard differently about where, you know, we were and how we approached it. You know, it was a relentless pursuit that you were going to show up and uh, run as fast of a 40 time as you possibly could. Everybody was going to break five, right? They all worked hard. Uh, you know, these guys nowadays are, are getting bad advice from bad strategies of the past, and they don't take value uh, in, in another way uh, in, in these rookie contracts. A lot of these agents are not, you know, really wanting these guys necessarily to get drafted higher. Uh, they, they have the opportunity to make more money on the back end, the way that this stupid CBA was negotiated that continues to have these rookies under a, a rookie cap uh, when the career length of an NFL uh, player is still three and a half years. Uh, it, it's completely absurd, and it's, uh, those are the reasons that are out there that I see uh, as someone who's been in it. Uh, Kyle, let's turn our attention back to the game. And we've talked a lot about pressure of the offensive line, but in terms of just pressure of the stage, the big stage here, Matthew Stafford making his first Super Bowl appearance. This is the first time he's been winning playoff games here in his first year with the LA Rams. Joe Burrow in year two with the Bengals, clearly making his first Super Bowl appearance. How do you think these two quarterbacks who have never been on this stage handle the pressure of the bright lights of the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. You know, the contrast of uh, pressure there is very, very, very similar. You know, you got one guy backed in the corner who has to win. Otherwise, the investment doesn't come through, right? Uh, you know, all of what he's done has prepared him for this moment. He is, uh, you know, probably one of the most prepared people to be in that position, in that corner, uh, to have to, you know, know that. Uh, in the pressure alone that Stafford's got on his shoulders going into this game, uh, I can't imagine. So, uh, and then in the other corner, you've got a guy with really nothing to lose, but yet he's got so much to gain uh, by winning this thing and uh, finishing it. You know, he, he, and he and he's that kind of kid. He wants it. You know, he, he's been that way since college or high school and since he picked up the football, I'm sure. Just relentless. I saw him get up off the ground over and again at the game in Tennessee where I took my son and watched the Titans uh, uh, defense just destroy him. And uh, I don't know how the Rams have a better game than that. So uh, this kid's completely capable of not just turning around a city, but an entire franchise forever uh, and, uh, and, an, and an entire city forever. You know, what this is going to do for Cincinnati is just, uh, you, you, can't, you can't quantify this uh, opportunity for Joe Burrow. I love the point you just made about Joe Burrow, and you're absolutely right. I can't recall. It's been a while since a player has come along. And don't get me wrong, Mahomes is great to Kansas City and Josh Allen to Buffalo. But Joe Burrow really seems to represent kind of that blue-collar mentality of Southwest Ohio, Does has done a tremendous job. You know how we thank the, everyone in the Heisman speech in uh, North, uh, 
in so, I'm sorry, North uh, or Southern Ohio when he won the Heisman there. Really love what he's meant. When you played, was there a single player that you said, hey, this was a guy you'd rally around? I know a lot of times it's a quarterback, or was there somebody that you played with that still stands out to you to this day, their character, their leadership, that just was a difference maker that like, we've seen for Cincinnati with Burrow? Yeah, if, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to block for some great quarterbacks. I uh, just never had that opportunity to have uh, a kid like that, you know, where he, he's gotten drafted and he's just the guy already. Um, you know, it was always a, a surprise guy that, that, that I blocked for, you know, or a retread guy. You know, Aaron Brooks came out of nowhere, right? Jake yeah. Home came out of nowhere. You know, uh, all, all these quarterbacks, I got the block for Kurt Warner in St. Louis. Unfortunately, him and Martz were still at each other and, you know, he, he screwed him over, but we got Mark Bolger, you know, just unbelievable quarterback that just exploded out of nowhere. So, uh, it, it, uh, and then Trent Green and all that, and yeah, had some great guys that we blocked for. But uh, uh, you know, this kid's special. You know, he's a guy who's going to be around. And the last, as Jim McMahon pointed out the other day uh, on Radio Row, uh, we were doing some rounds, uh, and and he said that there's only two other guys that uh, have accomplished what this kid's accomplished, and if he wins that Super Bowl, uh, and those guys, both of their names are Joe. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a great Super Bowl to watch. I'm excited for it. Hey, Kyle, in about 10 seconds, what's your prediction for the game? Rams, baby. I got to have these Rams win, man. I'm a hometown kid, Rams fan since I was young. Same uh, stance with a Rams helmet on when I was eight. Same as I made this cover Sports Illustrated. So it's Rams house, home team, and uh, we got to win. Got no, Nothing less, man. Uh, <laughs> it, it will be a somber day in Southern California <laughs> if we do not get that trophy. He is Kyle Turley, former NFL offensive tackle, played nearly a decade in the league. We appreciate him joining us here on Odds On. We're back to wrap up the show on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
BetRivers has amazing odds boost for the big game. Your first real money same game parlay on the Super Bowl is risk-free up to $25. Get a surprise Super Bowl profit boost for an exclusive Super Bowl prop every day for logging in. Visit BetRivers Sportsbook today and check out all the options along with exclusive new promotions for sports bettors. Must be 21, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. It is the final segment of Odds On, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shah. We just had Kyle Turley, former yeah. NFL offensive tackle, join the show. Really good insight from Kyle there. He's rooting for the Rams. He played with the Rams 2003 to 2004 there. So uh, he's also an L.A. guy, SoCal guy. So we'll see if Rams house can get it done in their house. I, I, I just like his enthusiasm for the game, right? Like a lot of mm-hmm. players, you know, Bo Jackson said he doesn't watch football anymore. It's not a criticism. It's yeah. just I like people that have played he's, that are still fans yeah, of the game. Yeah, he's a fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good stuff to see. So we appreciate Kyle joining the show here on Odds On on a Thursday before the Super Bowl. All right, so that was our Super Bowl discussion, Amal. But we now have time for our picks. And we will start with Amal in in the college basketball slate. Rough night last night. Lost two games that were tight. Drake and Southern uh, and Missouri State. Great basketball game, actually. Drake was leading this game between two to five points the majority of the second half and then folded late. By the way, what I found funny was with Drake, they're up two with about two minutes to go, mm-hmm. and they're trying to run off the clock like they've got a 12-point lead. I'm like, dude, you guys do realize you're one possession from a missed shot and a turnover, and then the other way you're trailing potentially here, end up losing the game, and that cost them. And then Oregon State tie game, Femi, they got a two-foot shot at the basket. Might have been too close. And, of course, they miss it. And then Cal hits a jumper in Oregon State. Wayne Tinkle, I've never seen a guy. I had to look up his contract yesterday because they, they re-signed him to a $3 million deal per year mm-hmm. after those three wins in March. How do you like it now up at Gill Coliseum? Oregon State, baby, paying this guy who can't coach a lick. Couldn't draw up a play at the end of the game. I'll tell you one thing because I had a real close friend of mine coach college basketball. He used to tell me, he goes, there's a lot of coaches you'd be unaware of that can't drop a play to save their life and their head coaches. That's incredible. It really, truly is. I mean, you, he he was telling me one of the coaches he worked for, he goes, him and another guy would drop the plays at the end of the game. He goes, head coach couldn't draw a play. But I'll tell you one thing, during recruiting, this head coach would get in there, and he he was the greatest salesman ever. Yep. That's all it was. So we're going to start out here with a team that this is just going to be, you're going to be hanging on for dear life in this game. Southern Miss taking uh, 23 down in Birmingham against Ooh. UAB. Just a play on the number here. Conference game. Sometimes the games get so far out of whack. Hopefully it doesn't materialize the way the Vermont game did yesterday where Vermont won by 31. Take Southern Miss here, plus 23. Try and get off that 0 for 3 last night. Put a dent in my percentage. We'll get back on track. Uh, looking for some more gravy. But right now the big boys aren't playing tonight. These are all smaller league games. Not mm-hmm. as many good. We got Purdue, Michigan, but not a game I touch. West Coast big boys are playing. You know, a little West Coast, west of the Mississippi Mall. Okay. We gotta have. We, Femi, got, Femi, we can't listen. be East Coast bias here. There's all not right? an East Coast bias because, right. first of all, you're from the state of Washington. <laughs> so let, let's let me just address something to you before we get to your plays. Okay, there are three teams on the West Coast. Excuse me. Let me correct myself. There are four teams on the West Coast: mm-hmm. Gonzaga, San Diego State, UCLA, and Arizona. The rest of the teams are just on the schedule as road bumps until we get to the tournament. And I'm giving San Diego State credit for their history for the I, last I was two surprised decades. you even added them on the list. <laughs> because they will defend you. I like teams that defend. But let me tell you something. You're even suggesting or implying Wazoo, Washington. I thought they were going to try and buy out uh, the kid from Syracuse's contract, yeah, Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Give me a break. Wash- 
Oregon, how Oregon can, State, stop the, it, the, the season, See, you're shortchanging Wayne Tinkle. It was seven wins that got him that contract. Because they had to win the Pac-12 tournament. I forgot to about that. That's right. I, had to that's win. right. They, I took him in play plus 15 and a half in a game last year in the tournament. I forgot Wayne about Tinkle that. Wayne Tinkle came to Vegas, and he came up sevens all day long. I don't know how he was doing So they're paying him a million dollars for win this year. They have three wins. They're it, not, that was the last one they had a chance to get this year. It, it, it's absolutely atrocious what's going on over in Corvallis right now. It's I don't know how they're doing it, but congratulations to Wayne Tinkle. Seems like he has a nice family. <laughs> I covered his daughter when she played at Gonzaga when I was working in Spokane. They seem like a very wait, good Hold family. on a second. Before you get to your place, <laughs> why do people confuse criticism of one's no. coaching ability with what type of person they are? Oh, it's not, they have nothing to do with each other. With he I'm might just... be the greatest guy in the state of Oregon or the greatest guy from the state of Montana. It's... I don't dispute that. He actually seems like a very likable guy. He, I ran into him in a bar in Spokane. He is a very likable guy. I, I have no <laughs> but... doubt about that. But the fact that they, you've got one of the great shooters in the Pac-12, Jared Lucas, and you can't get him a shot, that is very disconcerting. It's not great. It's not great. Tell you what wasn't great was Femi's fire yesterday. Uh, we went two and three with Femi's fire there. The Houston SMU under was an absolute brick as it was a lot of swishes for the Houston Cougars early on in that game. I turned the game off within two minutes. Baylor, Kansas State, though, somehow miracle under goes under the total of 136 and a half, but goes to show how important closing line value is. That total closed 134 and a half. Game lands 135, 75, 60 in favor of the Bears. Uh, we also got a miracle under in Tennessee, Mississippi State. I turned that game off with two minutes left. I thought you I was should have seen, You should have seen the end of that game. You're fortunate. <laughs> Mississippi State's point guard had the under. Because I'm going to tell you I'm, right I'm now. Glad he did. <laughs> I've never seen a team down nine with 23 seconds just walking the ball up the floor like nothing's going on. Usually everybody's trying to go for the full Jalen I appreciate Rose. that, young man. Oh, my God. <laughs> trying to run to the basket, pad their stats. No, no, no. I mean, it was like, no, no, guys. We're just going to take our time. I'm actually even surprised they got a shot up. A shot up. I, I turned the game off with two minutes left. I was like, there's no way I'm winning this. Let me just look at something else. Let me go watch Minnesota throw a bricks against Nebraska. That game was absolutely atrocious. The Golden Gophers were allergic to the paint. Minnesota <laughs> minus one was just dead wrong from the jump. And then also the Pittsburgh-Florida State game over in one third and a half. We talked about that one. That did not go well as it was a total of 41 points scored at halftime of that game. So, Femi's fire for today as we try to get back on the track. We're going out west. Amal has disrespect for the West Coast. I do not. Arizona, Washington State under 144 and a half. Really like both of these teams from a defensive standpoint. Once again, I think Arizona's size will be bothering another team here with Washington State. However, I like the spot for the Cougars, but I'm not liking it enough to take the points there. That plus seven, so I like this game under. Cougs will do everything that they can to slow down the pace. Kyle Smith, really smart coach out there on the Palouse. My next play, staying in Eastern Washington, I like the over Weber State, Eastern Washington, a little big sky action them all. Let's get this in the, in, the, in the betting card, if you will. Both these teams, if you like up and down kind of basketball, this is the game for you. Eastern Washington played five straight road games. They're now back home at Reese Court there. I think they're going to be in an uncomfortable spot there. Both these teams will be able to shoot the ball well. They don't really play too much defense, so I like the over in this game, Weber State and Eastern Washington. Also, when the Big Ten... I'm going back to the well, Amal. I'm going back to the Wolverines well. Plus three and a half here. This is just a play against Purdue coming off of the massive win over Illinois. Boilermakers were amazing in that second half against the Fighting Illini. Now they're going on the road. Michigan played this team tough in West Lafayette just a week ago. Wolverines, they were kind of sleepy against Penn State on the road out there in Happy Valley. This is their last chance to make some sort of statement that they even have a pulse as a team. So give me the points plus three and a half there. You got something to comment on this? No, one. I don't think it's a bad play in terms of taking the home team with the points here. I, I just feel like Michigan's too inconsistent offensively. That's the mm -hmm. one problem I have with them. Uh, I'll tell you what, the, the Weber State-Eastern Washington game, if you can 
get this either either be online or somewhere yeah, else. It's, it's definitely on a stream. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Yep. This Weber State team, uh, McEwen, the transfer from Marquette's been terrific for this team. They can really shoot the three ball. Eastern Washington gets up and goes. Should be a lot of fun to watch. You know, the Huskies play, I was going to go with you. I, I usually... Come on board. You still have uh, time. <laughs> I usually like, at Hackett, I like this team. Mm-hmm. Terrell Brown is probably the most underrated player in the Pac-12 in terms Seattle of what he's U been transfer. able to do. Absolutely right. But what bothers me is... You look at the rest of this team, not enough uh, consistency from guys like Bay and other guys. You know, Dejon Davis being injured also imp- impacts this Washington team, but should be a fun game to watch tonight. Yeah, amongst Washington, minus one against the Arizona State Sun Devils. I just like them as a short road favorite. Arizona State's not a good basketball team. Like, don't let the UCLA win fool you, people. Like, they're just not a good basketball team. I think the Huskies, they're not good either, but in this spot, I like Washington. I think their defense is going to turn over the Sun Devils. I'm going to give you a stat that's going to surprise you a little bit. The three best teams in college basketball in the last two seasons, including this year and last year, in games decided by five points or less in this order, number one are Drake. Mm-hmm. Number two is UCLA, and number three is Arizona State. I mean, that's Remy Martin's not there anymore, so no savior for you Sun Devils. So give me the Huskies in this spot. Speaking of which, the way the uh, Arizona State plays, if you are Bobby Hurley, you're going to need a Remy Martin after the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he's still there and hasn't resigned yeah. <laughs> or been fired. Why would you? Yeah, he's got to get fired. Ray Anderson's got to fire him. <laughs> yeah, that has not gone well for the Sun Devils basketball program. Real quick here, we got about a minute left. Mm-hmm. Big trades in the yeah. NBA. Brooklyn acquires Ben Simmons. We'll see if he's going to actually play this season. James Harden going over to Philadelphia 76ers here. We've seen some odds change, but just your quick thoughts on the deal that we saw go down earlier this afternoon. You know, I think it's a win for both sides because Simmons wasn't playing for the 76ers, and I think for uh, Brooklyn Nets, now you get a guy who can Harden do a lot of for things. Them. <laughs> well, you know, you had three guys that needed the basketball yeah. with Durant, Kyrie, and with Harden. And now you're in a situation for Philadelphia where you can go inside out. I love what this does for the 76ers. And Ben Simmons got an opportunity to revitalize his career, but I don't know if Brooklyn's the right place to do it. Granted, you're not the Knicks. You don't have that same focal point in the city. But still, it's a monster spotlight in New York. Can he handle the pressure? What's he going to do when the game is on the line and he goes you know, four for nine at the free throw line in a critical game? Yeah, that's a fair point. At the Westgate, you can get the Nets now 8-1 to one to win the championship. That's that's a little bit surprising to it me is. that they've been downgraded that it much. Is. It is because I, I think Ben Simmons is a good fit for them. I think so too. And Seth Curry also going to Brooklyn. Yeah. I think that Nets team don't sleep on them. I know it's been just chaotic all throughout the year and it's been disappointing, but I think this Nets team has a chance to maybe make a run here. Well, that does it for odds on here. Thank you to Kyle Turley, former NFL offensive tackle, joining the show. Coming up next, betting across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.